Irish NFL show. Firstly, thank you for listening to the show. We truly appreciate all our listeners. If you are enjoying the show, please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It makes a huge difference. It helps others to find the show, and we would massively appreciate it. Also, reach out to us on social media. We love interacting with listeners and with fans from wherever you are in the world. And with that said, on with today's episode. A lot of things on, on the Arizona card on this because um, Austin Ford comes in as the GM. He then has to deal with Jonathan Gallons, the head coach. There's obviously the conversation around whether they were talking to the, the Eagles in, in the background, which shouldn't be done according to league rules. You've got the scenario previously with the owner when people were removed from the building and they were handed burner phones in the previous kind of ownership of the GM, Steve Coyne, and, and he's contacting people he shouldn't be contacting. They've got stipulations in Coyne and Murray's contract, which are then removed from the contract. DeAndre Hopkins is clearly unhappy. They've obviously moved on from him this week. And then obviously on, I come to the, the, the night of the draft, they do a trade with the Texans essentially to get, secure an extra year's pick. Strikes me as a team for most people who that just a team that are thinking that you're at the Andre Hopkins deal, sorry, released this week, and is it, it, for me, is even more evident. The fact that they're winning, like, the 22.5 salary cap hit now, as opposed to, like, an 11 now and an 11 next year. Get rid of it now. Don't put themselves in a position completely to remain near the off-season where they have cap to sign players. Because if they do, if a player comes free of any magnitude from a team and the Cardinals aren't making a push, it's, you know, it's just cap available. GM fans are asking why, where if they just take the bump now, they have no money to play with. For me, it just seems like a team that are, I wouldn't say they're off the rails, but certainly looking the year before down the line. And I don't see, a, my expectations are very low for this team right now. Colin, I'll kick off with you. Would, you. would you stand by me on that as a fair, a fair reflection of where they're at? I, I think so. And I think they they are in this kind of weird phase at the moment where um, they, last year, to me, it's somebody, like they kind of divided opinion last year. To me, they seemed to be on a slide, so I wasn't particularly surprised by what happened. I, I would say that, you know, Gannon has come in there. The, oh, the, one of the early press conferences didn't exactly go as he would want it to go, but I, I think it will be, we'll have to see how it goes. I, to me, yeah, all eyes are on next year. They have six picks in the top 100 next. I mean, that is considerable ammo. Uh, they, it will, look, they're going to look at Kyler Murray. They're going to look what happens. All of the talk, you know, there's been more talk this uh, offseason again around his leadership, around his dedication. You know, things get exaggerated. But even if things get exaggerated, you have to wonder with that many people asking uh, questions, to me, it, it, it is all about 2024, uh, really, and that that's what, what they happen to do. To me, the Cardinals had done a very smart thing when they moved on from Josh Rosen, and other teams should look at that. I think that should be the model. You, you draft the QB until you hit on it, and then you got to make the decision on the, the second contract. But they obviously have given a big, big contract to Tyler Murray. Now, if they're in a position to go up and get one of the young superstar QBs, you've got a QB on a cost-controlled contract. You can move on. I think the decision to take the hit on Hopkins this year is telling. 
look, you can't legislate for players. And I have absolutely no doubt that when they cut it to 53 and Jonathan Gannon's team are going to go out and play hard. And it's it's the NFL. You never know what might happen. Um, but it, it is hard to say that they're absolutely tooling up uh, to really have a go uh, at this. Equally, I think some people might point to, you know, some of the teams last year, say the, the Raiders and the, the Chargers last year, right, who did tool up, but ultimately, especially in the Raiders case, fell totally flat. So it's very difficult to predict uh, this far out, um, but I can't imagine Cardinals fans are exactly full of uh, optimism heading into uh, June of 2023. Conor, last week, DeAndre Hopkins does a podcast in which he outlines the number of the quarterbacks in which he wants to play for after all the right attitudes, the right attributes. And part of me felt like he was kind of saying something in the background about his current quarterback. Yeah. Not listed, uh, Kyler Murray, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I suppose from the GM's perspective, was he putting down a marker this week as well to say, you've done this podcast, we can't have that type of talk outside of the organisation. And you're going to go and inevitably we're going to move you now. Yeah, and as you both said, taking the cap hit hit all in the one year sends out a very strong message. And I, I was thinking about what you were saying, Colm, in relation to Jonathan Gannon's uh, first presser and, and how, how how rough that went. And you're thinking that, in, ironically, is probably the only thing that he has going for him because at least it echoes where Nick Sirianni was, uh, his former boss at the Eagles, when everybody was down on him after the presser and, 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 and he turned it around magnificently. But you think also... In a funny way, and I know you were talking about uh, about this with Andrew Morgan the other day as well, Brian, you think kind of two paths diverged in a forest on hard knocks over the past couple of years. You have everybody high on the lines because of how they came across and what that culture looked like and how, how Dan Campbell just leapt through the screen and you're thinking, God, these players are going to run through walls for this guy. You think back to the previous hard knocks, which was the Cardinals and everybody looking at it going, this looks awful. And it doesn't seem that long ago that the Cardinals were flying at 10-2. and two. Cliff Kingsbury's offense was the next big thing. Kyler was probably the most exciting quarterback to look at in the, in the NFL, even though he looked like he was a he was a John Madden button masher. You never knew quite what was going to happen next. Um, and it's all gone so horribly flat. And they seem to be the consensus. If you're looking around at the, the off-season rankings, they seem to be the consensus, either the worst or bottom three worst rosters talent-wise in the NFL. Um, you wonder where DeAndre Hopkins ends up next and interesting and telling that there wasn't much market even for his talents at the price that they had him in, which, you know, harkens back to GM decisions past that I'm sure the Cardinals would like to have back, not least that massive extension for Kyler and the, the crazy contractual terms, as you say, Brian, that went in there that suggested even though they were hot on him to the tune of what they were willing to pay him, they had their doubts even at that time. And, and to echo what you were saying, Colin, you know, was the decision then to, to move on? You, you've got to feel like they're looking, they're eyeing up Caleb Williams or, or similar for next year if they, if they could possibly do that. Yeah, we're talking about a team that only were one season removed from being 8-0 and going into a Thursday night game against the Packers and, and then the Packers beat them. But yeah, made the playoffs. There's a wild card game and within a year it's all unraveled.